Hey there, thank you so much. Welcome to Above Board with Canderpath. You have me, the Rich B, or Rich, or the Rich B, or Mr. the Rich B, if I don't know you that well. And we've got John F. Kennedy. Yes, hail to the president. And today we've got an amazing, awesome, fun, cool guest, Don Verity. He is the co-founder. I want to make sure we get that right, because Miss Yvonne would not be happy if I just said the sole founder. He is the co-founder of Clean Eats. John, tell us a little bit about Mr. Don. Yes, absolutely. Don, we're excited to have you on the show today, man. So co-founder of Clean Eats, which is a healthy lifestyle restaurant that also offers affordable and enjoyable meal delivery services, which we're going to unpack later because I've been um, enjoying Clean Eats for about a year and a half now. Um, founded in 2011 by Don and his wife, Yvonne, uh, based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. And we just found out they now have 70 locations, which is insane. Don, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. So that's awesome. And yeah, by the way, yeah, since, we're excited to have since, you. since John just said he's been enjoying clean eats, John, what did, what did you eat today? The Arnold bowl. That's like my, that's like a staple in my household. And plus I feel so healthy and manly eating something called the Arnold bowl. So it's definitely, it's definitely my favorite. Don, what's your favorite? Now that we're, we just jumped, we dove right in. That's one of the OG meals right there, buddy. So what, what yeah, what's in yeah. the Arnold Arnold bowl? Wait, is it more uh, like wait? No, so, is it more like the Arnold? It's like the Arnold bowl. Okay, I want to make sure. Yeah, right. I assume that was. I presume that was the idea. You got. Uh, well, Don, I'll let you. I'll let you explain it. So the weird thing about the Arnold, the Arnold wrap, has been part of the menu at Clean Eats since the since the very beginning. Um, in our old our old brand, which I'll talk about probably here soon, it was called the Heavyweight, and then when we rebranded our restaurant to Clean Eats. We changed it to the Arnold, and everybody thought that we named it after Arnold Schwarzenegger. We named it after our dog. That's what I. <laughs> oh, I wow, that's awesome. That's what I. Yeah, too. everybody. I everybody associates the Arnold with Arnold Schwarzenegger because we were bodybuilders at the same time. So we just kind of let it go and let it kind of take on a life of its own. But yeah, we named it after our dog. We had an English bulldog. We actually just lost him a few months ago, but his name is Arnold. Sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, well, you know what? Probably sorry about the loss of your dog also, but probably, you know, especially when you're doing like clean eating and like high nutrition, the heavyweight, that's like having like, welcome to the cellulite bowl. Like, you know, might yep. not, might not click yeah. so well with your clientele. <laughs> no. Can I please have the jiggly arm sandwich? Oh no, I've changed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no. So anyway, so the really cool thing about clean eats, um, from what I've read, first of all, is is I, I know you have like a really cool origin story, which we'll get to, but this, I take this all came out of kind of, did this, or did this come out of kind of your looking around, like I'm a bodybuilder, I'm a fitness enthusiast, I, I need to, like, there needs to be a place where I can get healthy food. Is this kind of what popped for you? Because a lot of people, I think, start businesses not, it's not a selfish thing, but it's almost like from their own need. Like, I wish there was a blank. Well, I'll just make one. So is that kind of, was that like your inspiration for it or what was it? Sort of. Um, the, the actual business itself got started by Yvonne. Um, you know, we were both personal trainers before we met uh, part-time, you know, I was a full-time carpenter. She was an x-ray technician. And then she got her personal trainer certification and was basically doing prepackaged meals for a lot of her clients that she was training in the gym, trying to help them lose weight. And it's crazy to think about. I get chills when I tell her origin story, but I was doing the exact same thing before I met her. I was doing the exact same thing. So I, I had got a, a personal trainer certification on the side after breaking my leg and going through a whole like physical therapy um, deal with my leg is basically how I got turned on to weightlifting uh, because I was not living a good life before that. Um, and so I started training clients on the side to bring in just extra money and, you know, started helping people with their diet and their nutrition. Um, I had already done a bodybuilding show when I had met her. So meal prep for me was like a Sunday, Wednesday ritual. And, you know, yeah. So I met Yvonne at the gym in a little um, podunk town where we came from. And, you know, we always tell this story at our discovery days for the franchise company. She always says I was kind of an arrogant jerk 
you know, and, and it was kind of like staring at her like she didn't belong there. And little does she know, and I always joke about this, I wasn't staring at her because I didn't want her there. I was staring at her because she was the new redhead in the little town gym that we were training in. We had a mutual friend who introduced us and she, uh, our friend had told me about this little cafe that she started, which was right down the street. And she had opened it the week prior of me meeting her. And so we go down there to eat lunch and I walk in and, you know, me already competing once and, and seeing what she created and what she had, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. And then, you know, she's, she had just opened this thing. She's handing me water bottles out of a cooler under the counter. Like she was so new. She, she'll tell the story. Like she had this vision of um, when Harry met Sally, yeah. you know, she wanted to open this <laughs> restaurant, come in every day with her fresh flowers, put them on the table. And she kind of very seriously underestimated the restaurant business. And, you know, and obviously I knew nothing about it. So um, we kind of, you know, our relationship took off from there. We had a lot of stuff in common. We just, it, we basically instantly hit it off. And when I met Yvonne, she was living in the back of the cafe um, on the weeks that she didn't have her girls. You know, she was uh, previously divorced and she had two, two girls that would come and stay with her every other week. When that was happening, when she didn't have her girls, there was no reason for her to drive an hour north to go back home. So she would stay there at the restaurant. And then I was living by myself. So, you know, as we started dating, she would come and stay with me or girls would come and stay with me. And we did this for four or five months, I would say. And, you know, my dream growing up in St. Louis was always to own a sports bar. That's kind of what I wanted. That's what I had always visualized. Um, but getting out of my old lifestyle and getting into this new healthy lifestyle that I had just recently started when I met her, you know, I was like, man, this is something really cool. You know, and it's just, kind of, we always, Yvonne and I would stay up late at night talking and stuff like that after, after work. And, you know, I said, this is something really cool and nobody is doing this. You know what I mean? And so she, we always talked about what would, what it would look like if we did it together. Like, how could we take this little cafe and turn it into something really big? And so, you know, after us being together for four or five months, which is absurd, our family and friends thought we were absolutely crazy. Um, we decided, well, the only way to do that is if I go all in. And at the time I had a house, I had a brand new Dodge Hemi pickup. I was, this was in 2000, late 2009. So it was toward the end of that recession. The housing market construction industry was taking a dump. And I was like, I knew that the job that I was on currently, when I lost that job, I was getting laid off. And I was like, Yvonne, when this job is done, for us to, to take this dream and vision that we have, I have to go all in. And the only way I know how to do that is give up everything I own. And, you know, I didn't have much money at the time, maybe five or six grand to my name saved up in a bank account. I said, I'm, I'm going to give up my house. I'm going to get rid of this truck so we don't we're not committed to payments and I'll file bankruptcy. You know what I mean? And I'll just start over. And so that's what I did. I literally let the wow. bank foreclose on my house. I drove my brand new Dodge Hemi less than a year old, drove it to the bank up the street and told the banker that I was coming. She knew what I was doing. Walked in, dropped the key fob on her desk and said, I'll see you later. And then I filed a bankruptcy about a week later and basically started a whole new life, man. And it was the best decision I ever made. It scared the crap out of me. You know, here I am, I'm 30 years old. And that's what I wanted to ask you. So first of all, a couple of things that I want to unpack. It's really cool that two people find each other that are both working. It's almost like you both are in this diamond mine and one's on one side of the mountain and the other's on the other side of the mountain. And you're like, like drilling towards each other on the diamond mine, trying to find diamonds. And all of a sudden you meet in the middle and you're like, I'm looking for diamonds. So am I, what a coincidence. So it's, yeah. it's amazing that two people would find each other that were on the same journey. And then the fact that I, that the, you already answered a question for me and, and you said, when I dropped the key fob off, when I did this, when I did that, I was scared to death. 
And, and that's what I wanted to ask you, because I think a lot of people who are afraid to step into that entrepreneur, those entrepreneur shoes and take that chance. What your mindset of when you were scared to death, were you just kind of like that person that's like, you know, I'm going in, like I'm, I'm jumping off this mountain. I'm jumping off and what happens happens. There's no turning back. I'm burning the boats. You know, like that's what they say. Like when the Vikings would, you know, storm the land, they would burn the boats because there was no coming. They weren't going back. They were fighting and they were staying or they were dying. So you were burning the boats. Is that how you felt? And that fear, was that fear also mixed with kind of excitement? Like, did you feel this feeling inside you? Like this is going to work? I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, what scared me was I was 30 years old. The only thing that I had ever known was framing houses and working construction and working a, you know, a seven to five job or whatever, you know, working 40 hours a week, throwing money in a pension, you know, the, the, the everyday grind, that was all I ever knew. And that's how I was raised was very blue collar. You know, Yvonne, um, same thing, same thing with her. You know, she was an x-ray tech for 18 years, you know, and when she went through her divorce and her cancer scare, which is what ultimately led to her starting the restaurant was she had melanoma and wound up getting through that. Okay. And, you know, basically said, I'm not going to die in a hospital that I hate working a job. I hate with people that I don't get along with. I'm going to go do what I want to do. And so, you know, she did the same thing, you know, she took the leap and um, I don't know, stars aligned and we met and had a lot of the same visions you know, she, when she met me, she was like, listen, I've had two kids. If kids is something that you, you really want in your life, that's great, but I'm past that point. And that was another thing that scared the crap out of me. Cause here I am 30 years old and I'm like, I don't know if I want kids or not. You know what I mean? I had always envisioned it. I was married once and we tried to have kids and it didn't work. So I'm like, do I really want this? I don't know. But I was like, I'm not going to I'm not going to make long life term decisions based off of that. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And, you know, luckily her girls were young enough that they, you know, in my mind and her mind and their minds, they, they became my kids, you right. know, and I've been around these girls since they were little bitty girls. So I love them to death. But, um, so I don't know. It just, the way that, the way that things lined up and worked out, you know, she said, she also told me from the very jump that, Hey, I'm not going to stick around in this area. Like, I want to grow this restaurant, but eventually I want to relocate. I want to be by the ocean. You know, I want to enjoy the rest of my life. And I said, Yvonne, I'm all in. I, I you know, if, if, if I don't get out of here, I'm going to die or go to prison. And, you know, I, I make that statement in our discovery days. And the discovery days that I keep talking about, we have, a, we have these events once a month for our franchise company, and we call them discovery days where we have people from all over the country fly in who are interested in buying a franchise. And on the day of the presentation, Yvonne and I always go through our why, like why, what's our story? Why do we keep doing this? You know, and I make that same statement in my why every time. And I tell them about the bankruptcy because that's disclosed in our documents, our legal documents. Right. I make sure not to hide it. I'm very transparent with them. And I tell that story, this is why it happened. Um, And then I tell them that story. You know, I said, if, if I wouldn't have met Yvonne when I did, I would be dead or in prison because I was not going down a good road. I was drinking, doing drugs, partying the whole nine yards, you know, and, and bodybuilding was kind of an escape for me, but it wasn't a hundred percent. You know what I mean? There was always a time frame where I wasn't competing and I wasn't doing those things. So I would go right back to the same lifestyle during those off, off, off seasons and stuff like that. So when I met her and we both, were basically done. You know, she had went through that, that phase too, where she was drinking and partying and doing all that. And so we shared that and we didn't want that in our life anymore. And I think that is, that is an ingredient in the glue that kept us together was the fact that we didn't want that lifestyle anymore. And so, you know, when she said she wanted to do that, I said, you pick the place. I mean, I don't care where it's at. I just, I do not want to be in this area anymore. I want a way, I want a fresh start at life. And so we left one, one weekend, we went down to like Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, that area, you know, being young and naive, took the girls on vacation, did, did the Fort Myers thing, the whole nine yards. We drove all over South Florida in, in, a, in a seven day time frame. 
um, girls thought we were going on vacation. Yvonne and I were looking for real estate. We were looking for that perfect place to move our business to. Never really found anything. And we went to the Arnold Classic, which is a huge bodybuilding, you know, show. And they have an expo there. You know, of course, we're young and we're dieting for a show too. So we're like in our element and we're wearing our locale cafe t-shirts, which is the old business name. And we're walking around this expo and we run into Jen Hendershot, who was at the time, she was a former Miss Olympian in the, in the fitness industry or the fitness division. And Yvonne had really admired her. She was kind of a role model for Yvonne. Yvonne like was a big fan of hers. And so we walked up to her booth so that Yvonne could meet her, shake her hand, take a picture. And she noticed our t-shirts. And she said, oh, this is awesome. Where is this at? And we told her, and kind of told her our story and what we were looking to do and how we wanted to move. And she was like, you guys really need to look into Wilmington, North Carolina. And we're looking at each other. And we're like, where in the hell is Wilmington, North Carolina? Like, we'd never heard of it before. And we're like, no, 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 no. We, we went to Florida. We're going to go back next year. And she was like, do not go to Florida. Florida is dead. You know, it, you just don't want to go there. You're going to get lost in the mix there with what you're doing. So we went home, thought about it, and throughout the next couple months, that summer, we just kept looking at different areas all over the country. I was getting on Craigslist every day, trying to look for businesses going out of business or for sale on Craigslist. Um, I don't remember if biz buy sell was a thing then. I mean, again, you're talking 2009, 2010. Well, during this point, um, I always get the time frames mixed up. I want to say it was early 2010. We got an, op uh, an opportunity that fell into our lap. A customer of ours came into the cafe and said, hey, would you guys ever consider doing a second location? And we're like, we kind of want to move, but what is this? And so she told us about it. And it was a restaurant in my hometown where I went to high school, which was about 10 to 15 minutes north of where where I lived and where we were and where that cafe was. And mind you at the time, again, I gave up my house and everything. So we had moved from the back room where Yvonne was staying. We moved over to the wedding salon next door that was empty. The landlord let us put a futon and everything in the back. And we had lived there for a year. Like we would go shower at the gym, come back, work. I mean, we worked seven days a week. The restaurant was open seven days a week. So we would go train at the gym, take a shower, come back, make ourselves dinner in the restaurant. And we'll go over there and lay down and watch TV and do whatever and wake up, do it all over again. So we didn't have an apartment or anything. So when this lady came to us, we're like, man, we don't know, but we'll go check it out. So we go and we check this place out and fell in love with it instantly. I mean, it was the deal that we got. I always tell people would be like the equivalent of buying a hundred thousand dollar BMW for about 30 grand. That was about the deal that we got on this restaurant. So we're like, we can't turn this down. I'm like, Yvonne, I know we want to move. This is our goal. This is our vision. This is what we want to do. But this is a, this, the universe is telling us something like we need to wait, do this, grow our business and take advantage of this opportunity. So we did. And we bought that second location. And when we did that, um, we were kind of traveling back and forth. We would like take turns running each restaurant. I would be at one one day and then we just kind of flip flop back and forth until ultimately, you know, the one that we opened in Edwardsville cannibalized the other one. And so we decided to close the other one down and just run with the big one that we had bought in Edwardsville. It, that was the, a very good decision at the time for many, many reasons, but it allowed us to focus on that one and really grow our concept, save money, and do all of that, which we're very thankful for. Um, and so we ran that one for about a year till the following year, we went back to the Arnold classic and we ran into Jen and her brother, John again. And Jen said, man, I'm telling you, change your plans. Just go check out Wilmington. And I'm like, Yvonne, maybe we ought to try this, you know? So we, again, we waited a few months cause this is always in March. That show is in March. So labor day later that year, we didn't have anything to do. Uh, the, the, the girls were with their father. My family was busy um, doing, I don't remember what was going on, but basically Yvonne and I had the weekend to ourselves. And I was like, Yvonne, let's close Friday and just drive to Wilmington. Just go check it out. And so we made that decision. And then 
no, no joke. The very next day when we were deciding what day we were going to leave, I get on Craigslist and I find a deli on Craigslist in Wilmington for sale for like the amount of money that we were looking to spend that was in our budget. And I'm like, you got me. We're going right here. Like I'm putting this in the GPS. And so we looked it up online and we found a couple pictures of it online. And I'm like, this looks like the exact thing that we wanted because the second restaurant we bought was a little bit different than the first one. The first one was kind of like where you walk up to the counter, you order food, you go sit down, we bring it out to you like a quick serve is what they call it. The second one was set up a little bit different to where we had to kind of change the way the restaurant operated. So it was more full service. We had waitresses and stuff like that that would wait tables and things like that, which was great, but we knew we didn't want to keep it that way. Like our, our model was a little bit different to where we wanted to get back to the, the quick serve. And this was set up perfectly for that. I mean, it was exactly what we had been envisioning. So I put Picasso's Deli in my GPS and we got in our beat up minivan. That was what we were driving at the time was a Chrysler Caravan. It looked like somebody got body slammed on the hood because it was all beat up. <laughs> we called it the war wagon. Nice. So we got into that thing and her and I drove 17 hours to Wilmington straight. Slept at truck stops because we couldn't afford hotel rooms. So we were broke. Like when I say we were broke, we were broke. Don, for time reference, so was this like 2011 time by this point? This was still 2010, I think. Late okay. Labor Day 2010, I believe. Got it. Yeah. Wait. No, this would have been 11. I'm sorry. This is this is Labor Day 2011. So we, we drive straight there. The whole way out there, we're talking like, you know, law of attraction type stuff. Like, what do we want to beat this restaurant to be next to? Um, you know, who do we, what's our customer base? Like, we didn't have a logo. We knew we were changing the name, but we didn't know what it was, any of that stuff. And so we get out there. We pull into Wilmington off of Highway 40. And we make a, a turn on racing and we pull in the parking lot and both of us just looked at each other like, you got me like there's a huge Gold's gym directly across the street. There was a max muscle supplement store in the parking lot of the gym. Like everything that we wanted was right there. So we walked in and we introduced ourselves to Dave, the guy that owned the deli and told him who we were, sat down, had lunch with him, spent like three hours there. Walked across the street to the Hampton Inn um, where we had booked a room, went to the Golds and worked out, and then went back to the room, spent the night, went back the next day, talked to Dave and just said, we'll take it. We're not even going to negotiate with you. We'll take it. And so he said, are you serious? We're like dead serious. If you can keep operating the deli until Thanksgiving, give us till Thanksgiving, we'll put a deposit down. If we don't come back, the deposit's yours. So we gave him two grand cash. Didn't know this guy from Adam. We'd met him 48 hours ago. No agreement, just a handshake. Gave him two grand cash and said, if you give us till Thanksgiving, we'll, we'll be back and we'll give you the remaining amount of the money and we'll take it. So he did. And then we went back and got the word out that we were trying to sell our business. And we wound up selling our business for the exact same amount of money that Dave wanted for the deli to almost to the penny law of attraction. Yeah. And so we sold that, um, packed all of our stuff up, moved it to Wilmington, wound up driving back and forth like seven times, moving everything. But we moved, um, what little belongings we had and the equipment from the restaurant that we were keeping in a 16 foot car trailer all in one trip to Wilmington dropped it off at an apartment that we rented sight unseen because we didn't have the money to come here and like right. rent an apartment, like do all of that. We just got on the internet, found the cheapest apartments we could find and booked one and rented it for six months. We pull up in front of this thing and it's a dump. I mean, Yvonne's <laughs> like crying. It smelled like cigarettes and cat piss. And so she's bawling her eyes out. She's like, I can't live here. You know, I, I just can't do this. And I'm like, Yvonne, we can clean it. You know, we'll, we'll make it our own for a while. And we did, but we had to go back to our families for Thanksgiving. So we literally unloaded that trailer, went and unloaded the restaurant. The day that Dave closed, he handed me the keys. So we unloaded all the restaurant equipment, packed it all up and drove the empty trailer back to St. Louis two days later. 
had Thanksgiving with our family, uh, did Thanksgiving with our family, and then drove back to Wilmington and got the whole process started. Well, we were so young and dumb and naive. When we went to go meet the landlord, we didn't, like, put an LOI in. Like, we didn't do the standard things. We just went and showed up to the landlord's office and said, hey, man, we just bought the deli from Dave. Where are your new tenants? And he was like, I didn't know he was selling it. And so he looks at us nice. and he goes, well, what kind of lease do you want? And I'm like, well, you're the landlord. What, what is our lease? Like, I, we did, well, like, we were so young and dumb, we didn't even know. Wow. He's like, I'll just keep you in the same terms as Dave, and then we'll just renegotiate later. And luckily, by the grace of God, that guy to this day is still like family. We've gone to wow. his families for, for holidays. Like he has become part of our family. He kind of took us under his wing and like he knew that we were hustlers and he's just been a mentor of us. Really, really good dude. And so we basically, the health department was backed up from the holidays. So we had like a four or five day stretch there where we didn't have anything to do. And we had had this free vacation from something that we got. So we booked a condo in Atlantic City, which is about, I think, two hours north of us. It's like a little, you know, like um, tourist tourist destination. And so we didn't have, we had a name, and I can tell you how we came up with that in a second, but we knew the name that we wanted. We didn't have a logo. We didn't have anything. And we didn't have a mo any money to pay anybody to do it. So we decided to go up to Atlantic City and spend three days in this condo. And back then we had one computer and it was one of those old computers, like laptops that are like this thick. When you open it up, the, you can like knock somebody out with it. So we go sit in this condo for three or four days. We designed our own menus, our own logo and all of this stuff on some sort of, I don't remember what it was called, but like some software system on this thing that was so paint, pixelated. Like it, looked, it looked yeah. horrendous. We still have one. And I'm the one that typed the entire menu up on this thing. And funny story, our our original menu had a wasabi crab wrap on it. And I misspelled wasabi and I spelled it wasabi crap wrap. <laughs> we didn't know it until we printed off. You got to frame that. That's framed somewhere. We right? have one. Okay. We didn't realize it until we had 2,500 of them printed off. Nicely done. We were out of money. We, we couldn't afford to have them reprinted. So we had to run with it. We just turned it into a big joke with all the customers. All the customers would come up and say, hey, do you know this is – we're like, yeah, we're just really organic here. <laughs> we, just, we just played it off, and it was awesome. But let me, Don, uh, let, me, let, me ask you some, let, me, let me ask you something really quick because there's something that you like touched upon. I'm just curious because the story is so incredible. There's so many things. Like you said, like the universe kind of lined up. You mentioned the law of attraction. I'm just curious – in your own personal belief system, do you think that things just happen and you luck into them? Do you think that you make things happen or do you think it's kind of a combination of the two? Like the Probably. universe kind of pops things out there. And if you're paying attention, it, you find what I already know the answer, I think, but I'm just, I want you to say, it cause I think that's what people will find inspiring. I mean, it's definitely a combination. I mean, I think if you put, your own visualization stuff out there. It's funny. I just posted a post on this two seconds before we got on this podcast. See how I am? See how I am? Um, but if you, if you visualize this stuff and, and you use law of attraction, I think the universe puts stuff out there. And if you're smart enough to see it and act on it, then I, then I think good things are going to happen. I, yeah. I think where it doesn't is the people who fight that. The people who are yeah. scared to do to make a decision based off of that out of fear. Don, I'm I'm amazed by the fact like you what's what's incredible about your story is you put yourself in a situation where I mean it was almost like do or die. Like it it had to succeed. And also the other factor that maybe some of some of our listeners, you know, might not connect to, but I, I certainly recall this, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. The economy crumbled. Yeah, it was terrible. Like you, you started this at um, one could argue potentially one of the worst times in, in economic history, besides the Great Depression. And you said, "I'm going to go. I'm selling everything off, I'm filing bankruptcy, and I'm doing this thing." Oh, and by the way, I'm doing this with someone who I just 
met? Like, like, and I, and one of the questions that I had for you, cause I'm curious at what, when did you guys have that conversation? You and Yvonne about, Hey, I'm all in, I'm burning the boats, burning the bridges. I'm all in. How long had you, you known each other at that point? Four months. Conversation? Incredible. Yeah. And that's, that's incredible. I think I should probably preface something too. That wasn't a strategic decision. That was a decision that was very, it was done. What's the word I'm looking for? We didn't pay attention to the economy. Like I know the economy sucked because of the trade that I was in, but that was the only thing I knew. Like Yvonne and I always, I make no secret about this. Yvonne and I, we don't have a business degree. We didn't know business when we started it. Some could argue we still don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the first two or three years that Yvonne and I were in business, we couldn't read a PL. We didn't care. We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't, that's not how we operated. Some could also argue that we still don't operate that way to a degree. Um, I do now because we have to, um, because we're sure. a franchise company. Um, but we don't make decisions off of a PL. We just don't. Um, well, but what's great about it is you, you outworked like an out hustled people who do make decisions with P and L's like, I, you know, what, what's I, cause I've heard you recount the story on different podcasts too. And, and I'm sure, and I'm, I'm actually kind of curious some of the lessons you've learned along the way, like business lessons as you guys have grown, but you just straight up outworked it. Like it didn't matter. You didn't look at the P and L you just outworked it and you knew, okay, well, we're going to have to live in the, in the uh, wedding uh, wedding salon next door while we're trying to make this work and work seven days a week. And that willingness to work, like that discipline that you cultivated is, I mean, th- this actually might be the best. I mean, I, I've certainly like heard red stories before, but this might be the best personal accounting story that I've ever heard face-to-face from somebody, especially coming out of the economy and starting. Well, and I, I, wanted, I want to add to that too, because I agree. So this is, a, this is not a, th- this is an and. So- Dom, I hear you definitely outwork. So let's go, let's go deeper. There's people who have like a PL and they're brilliant and they've got business degrees and they fail. And then there's people that worked harder than anybody else. They worked, I, I know people. I mean, I, I'm thinking of three people off the top of my head right now that started businesses. And these people worked from three in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, seven days a week. And they utterly failed. They just failed. So I think this is outworked, but I also, and maybe it's just me being a little woohoo, but I kind of feel like there was something bigger at play here because there's just way too many things that lined up that, that A, you visualized, B, you paid attention because I think that sometimes the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, tells us things all the time, throws us these hints, like big gigantic neon light hints and people just don't pay attention to it. And I feel like this, John, this is like a, this is a cool story because we all know people who've worked their butts off and just failed and it, and you can't blame them. You can't go, ah, you should have hustled harder. So Don, like for you, what's your belief system, whatever, as, as comfortable as you feel like going into this, did you guys, did you guys just on a day-to-day basis, you just saw in your mind what you wanted. Did you write it down? Did you put pictures on a wall and have like a dream board? I mean, what was it? Because okay. there's something bigger at play here. It's not just, it's not only that you worked hard because you definitely worked hard, but there's something bigger. I feel like there's almost something spiritual here. At least that's what's coming up for me. Um, I mean, neither one of us are really religious folks. You not even I mean? religious, like- just I mean something that's bigger at play. I mean, it's just always been a law of attraction thing with us. Like we've always been big on that, you know, manifesting the things that we want. We learned that early on from a life coach that we've had. We've had the same life coach since we lived there. Um, since the time, I would say we, we hired her shortly after we bought that second restaurant and we've had her ever since. And so that literally ever since. So that philosophy, that's what I want to get into. That, that's because I, I think that's the thing that a lot of people might click into what is that process for you you so let's say you're let's say right now and i don't know what you're working on right now i know you have over 70 or about 70 franchises right now and growing when you're talking about law of attraction and visualizing it what's the steps what do you do how do you make that happen oh 
I don't think I've ever been asked that. Well, there you go. I don't know. I mean, I just Rich Rich asked the deep questions. <laughs> That's what he's here for. Uh I mean, I just think of the things that we want and we, that we want to do. And I mean, yeah, an actual vision board, a real vision board that we can see and touch. We have one. You know, it's in our cardio theater at the house or I, theater. I say it's on our fourth floor. Um, you know, we, we have it. It's on the wall right there. So every day when we go upstairs, we're on that treadmill. You, ha- you have to stare at it. You're looking right at it. Um, I have one on my phone. Um, if you go read that Instagram post that I just posted, You'll, it's the screensaver on my phone. Um, and then we just talk about it all the time. We, we make sure that we say it out loud. We think about it. Um, and we just put it out there and just bust to make decisions to get it done. And see, and that's the thing. I, I was walking yesterday. This is going to sound a little crazy, but bear with me. I, I was going for a walk. It was kind of rainy, but not rain. It was kind of almost like a Seattle kind of thing here in Florida. It was cool, but misty. And I was, something about it just felt very bear with me, mystical almost. So I'm going for a walk and I look at a car. It's literally the most random car, whatever it was, a Kia Sorento or something. I don't know. And I looked at it and I thought somebody had to come up with designing that car. Somebody had to come up with how to make the metal and the plastics in that car. Somebody, and I just started like my brain went to this weird place. And I thought this weird thought popped into my head. Don't laugh at me. You guys are probably gonna laugh at me, but I literally thought, Every single thing that's been created on this earth, every business, every home, every invention started with somebody thinking, just a thought, like somebody thought of something. And I feel like people don't realize, I I saw somewhere a quote, and I don't know if it was Carl Jung or something like that, but somebody said, if we only knew how powerful our thoughts were, we would be much more careful with what we think about every day. And it, and it hit me really hard, literally on this random one mile walk that I was doing, because I didn't make it to the gym yesterday, don't judge. So I was like, I gotta do something or I'm gonna go to bed feeling like crap. So I'm gonna go for a two mile walk and it ended up being a mile walk further, don't judge. So I just thought to myself, when you were talking, there's something bigger at play. And that's why I used the word vision board, didn't know you had a vision board, but I assumed you probably had something like that. It feels like to me, you guys, understood the power of what we think about and what we put out there and what we put our minds on. It's like a sorcerer. It's like you're, you're visualizing this, this thing that you want to achieve and you are relentless about it being in front of your face, thinking about it, dreaming about it. I don't care what I have to do. And then that thing became a reality and you're living proof of that. And so your, your process for that is that you just said, you think about it a lot, you talk about it a lot. So it's out there, right? Then you put it in front of you. So you're seeing it, you're seeing the building, you're seeing the, the house you want to buy in Maui, you're seeing whatever it is that you want. And you just, that becomes real for you. And then you also put in the work because here's the problem, Don, you know, this, there's a lot of people that do vision boards. They spend all their time cutting out pictures from magazines and they have mantras, yep. but then they don't freaking sleep in the back of the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I've gotten to know, and and I have a lot of friends in the quote unquote influencer space, guys who are really very popular public speakers. You know, you guys know a few of them Um, and they put out a lot of good stuff. And then I feel like there are hundreds and thousands of people out there that consume that content so religiously but they get so fixated on consuming the content that they never do anything with it. They're in every mastermind group. They're a part of every um, networking group in their, in their regional, local, whatever, you know, area. And they spend all this time and energy and focus on getting better, but they never actually execute anything because they're so busy trying to consume it, looking for that one little nugget and aha, that's what I've been looking for. But they don't execute anything. You know they what that reminds there. me of? And you, you mentioned religion before. By the way, for our listeners, I'm not putting down religion. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying it reminds me of that person that we've all met who's – they define themselves as being religious. <laughs> they know the Bible back and forth. They go to church on Sunday. They go to Sunday. They go to, to, to some marriage counseling group on Wednesday. They're, they know it. They can quote the Bible to you, but then you watch their life. And they're complete jackrabbits. They're horrible human yeah. beings. You wouldn't trust them alone with your wife for five minutes. They're total scum. But yet they they immerse themselves 
So there's people that immerse themselves in the excitement of going to like a Tony Robbins thing, who's you know amazing. And they immerse themselves, they know it, but they don't, like I said, and, and my new thing is they don't sleep in the back of the restaurant. Like that's literally what I'm going to start saying to myself and everybody else. Like if I want this, I got to sleep in the back of the restaurant. You know, I had a guy walk up to me, I'm 54 and I'm not, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not like in tremendous shape or whatever, but I'm in decent shape for my age. We did a whole podcast called 54 and fit. You Shut are up. in good no, shape. I'm not. Don would laugh at me are, in yeah. the gym. He, yeah, but I, 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 this guy walked up to me and he's about my age and he just walks up to me. You know, it's weird. Like in the gym, I don't talk to people. I got my AirPods in. I listen to metal. I don't talk to people. I'm not social at all. And he just walks up to me and he taps me on the shoulder and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how do you do it? I'm like, what? He's like, we're at the same age. Like, how are you banging out? 20 pull-ups at the end of he's I'm watching your workout and I thought to myself like we started talking and this guy reads about it he's got a trainer but he doesn't sleep in the back of the restaurant like I go to the gym I'm gonna go today I don't want to go like I swear to god I don't want to go bro but I'm gonna go and I just that's my new thing like instead of saying burning the boats I'm gonna say sleep in the back of the restaurant that's my new freaking mantra <laughs> because I, but but Don I, the reason why I'm kind of fired up about this is I, I'm a speaker. That's what I've been doing for 15 years in the healthcare world and talking about burnout and people taking care of themselves and all this kind of stuff. But I always say to people, everything I, Z, have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? He was like an old yeah. school. Okay. Oh yeah. Somebody went up to him and said, all this motivation stuff is great, but it doesn't last. And his response was amazing. He goes, neither does bathing. That's why you should do it regularly. And and it's kind of like the workout thing, right? Like you meet the person, you're a trainer, you've been a trainer where like you can't work out for three hours once a month and expect to be in shape. But you got to bang out, sure. even if it's 20 minutes in the gym. If somebody is at that point where they're just, they've read all the books, they've got, they, they listen to Tim Ferriss podcast, they're doing all the things today on, we're on a, I think it's Tuesday today. What do they do right now? They, they, they listen to this podcast, they hang up. Number one was the first thing, legit. I'm, I'm dead serious. They shot off the pockets. They're like, I'm sick of this. What, what's the first thing that they do? Number one. Oh. Sleep in the back of the restaurant? No, but I mean, legit. <laughs> what action do they take? Not read another book, not go freaking do them. You know, what if you said to them, they're standing right in front of you. Here you are, the successful guy that's built something from nothing. And I'm this guy that's in my freaking my Volkswagen Jetta. I just shut off this podcast and I'm like, shoot, man, I, I want to do this. What what do I get out of my car and do right now? I would really evaluate if the thing that there the thing that you want to do is really the thing that you want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think Yvonne and I struggle with that still. We still struggle with that. In fact, we got in a semi, I won't say an argument, but we got into a disagreement is a good word where we were having a conversation and we started to get a little heated about it because we were so passionate about our answers to the questions that we were asking each other. And, you know, we get asked all the time, will you guys ever sell clean eats? Well, the answer is yes, of course. Someday that will come. Is that three years from now, five years from now, six years from now? We don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. We have no intentions of doing it anytime soon. Um, but if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're always trying to look for something else. Like we're in this stage right now where we miss what we, what we did in the very beginning of this, the building phase of something. And we've gotten clean eats to the point now where it's like, I don't want to say it's not fun. It's unbelievably fun. And we still have fun doing what we're doing. But when you grow to 70 units, making a business decision, you don't get to see the results of it like that, the way that we did when it was just her and I putting something in play or trying something out. If we want to test something on a menu, that's a 90 day process. Now it's, mm -hmm. it's laid out there. And like, we have to go through so many steps to get that done. And so we have, her and I have this thing where we miss the building part of it. You know what I mean? We miss sure. the, the ground floor stuff. And we, we've talked to friends of ours and they're like, you guys are crazy. Do you really want to go back to that daily grind? And I'm like, 
you're going to die if you don't. Like we always laugh and say people who retire are, they start to die when they retire. So it almost sounds like, it, it almost sounds like to me, like you're saying what I'm, I'm reading into it. So you tell me if I'm wrong, cause I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's like, you're saying like that, that person sitting in their, their, their Jetta. I don't know why I decided on a Jetta. I just, that was the first car that came to mind, but, but there's nothing wrong with the Jetta, by the way. Um, they got to sit there and they've got to think like, is this, is this really exciting to me? Is this something that I want to wake up because you're excited by building your, th that whole process, that whole story. I mean, I see the light in your eyes. Like some people be like, Oh man, like, cause I, I, I was homeless. I used to sleep on the seven train in New York and I worked in a gym. I managed a gym in the eighties and that's thank God because a gym has showers and a bathroom. And that was where I was able to clean up when I had to sleep on the train because I couldn't afford an apartment yet. And I knew at the time I wanted to be a rock star. I was in a rock band. I gave up everything to do everything. This is when I had hair <laughs> and I get it. Like I get, I, my mind understands what you're saying. And that at some point, what I did was I realized, oh man, this isn't really what I want. Like, I don't want to live this way. If I had to live this way for five more years, I don't think I could do it because I don't want it that bad. And that was when I walked away from it. It sounds like to me, like you're, you're saying that they, they shut the first thing you got to do is am I willing to give up everything for this? Am I willing to, to, to drop my keys off at the bank? Am I willing to sleep in the back of the restaurant? Am I willing to have my family tell me, what are you doing, bro? You're a carpenter. What do you, don't give this up. So that's step one. So let's say they land on, yeah, like I want to open this restaurant or yeah, I want to do whatever. They've already listened to all the podcasts. They've read all the books. Then what's the next thing that they do? I, I, I'd like to jump in there um, for you, Don, while you're thinking of your answer, because I the everything that I've just learned from you in the last 45 minutes or so that I think ultimately answers this question is like, don't talk about it, be about it. I don't know what why that quote jumped out to me, but it's you're, you're an operator. You're a true operator of your craft. You like the you like the building up of the business and you had to learn that the hard way. You had to burn all the bridges and you had to literally just go to work every single day, one foot in front of the other and not give up. That's, that's literally what, as, as I hear you telling this story and we spent a lot of time kind of focusing on like basically the first two years when you went from, you know, we, we didn't really unpack going from restaurant one to 70. We, we unpacked going from restaurant one to two, which was the most colossal leap forward. I'm sure for you and took a ton of effort. And that was waking up every day and putting one foot in front of the other so I just kept thinking about like, as you, as you were asking this question, Rich, I'm like, don't talk about it, be about it. Like you just gotta, you literally have to get up and do the work. At some point we can consume all the great information in the world that we want to, but if we're not going to operate, if we're not going to execute on it and be an operator of our business, of our craft, then we're just, we're just living in the cloud still. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think I got, I got two things on that. The best way that I've ever heard this described by somebody else. And ever since he said it and, You've probably seen it on the internet. It's probably been made into about a diff thousand different memes, but it's absolutely true. Was the, the founder of Quest Bar said at one time, he said, until you want something more than you want to breathe, you're never going to get it. So, I mean, that's what I meant by is what you are, is the thing, that thing, is that something that you just cannot stop thinking about? I mean, if it's a you know, everybody wants a new car or once, you know, you know, if it's something minuscule like that, that's not big enough. That, that, that vision's not big enough. Um, it's gotta be something that you want more than breathing itself. Um, but yes, you know, to, to what you said, you can't be scared to make the move either and actually do it. <laughs> you got to yeah. put one foot in front of the other and actually execute on it. Um, but the first step in that process to actually answer your question is, I would think of the end goal first and work backwards, which is kind of how we've always thought about it and how we've always done it. We knew we wanted to create this brand, this clean eats brand. We wanted it all over the country. And so to this day, I think there's still the original picture 10 years ago on Yvonne's uh, vision board. And it's a picture of the country with all these little apples all over the place. So we knew we wanted to, to have our brand all over the country um, she always makes a joke that we wanted to put McDonald's out of business. So we knew our end goal first and then worked our way backwards. And by and the way, that. when you, when you mentioned the founder of Quest Bar, is that Tom Bilyeu? 
he does uh yeah i think, so. I, think I, don't really I think i listened to his podcast i think it's called impact theory it's this guy i mean i don't know if you can see the picture it's a good yeah. one yeah i didn't realize that that was the founder yeah, yeah i just you just podcast. he's his podcast is actually really cool and he does i mean you remind me a little bit of a, of a version of him and i mean that as a compliment it, just that that just when i hear him talk and and stuff so i i hear from you it's kind of the more muscular the more version. muscular version <laughs> Um, it sounds to me like I'm, I was writing a lot. I've got like two pages of notes already from you. Here's what I'm, I write like little bubble thoughts, vision, learn, do review, repeat. It sounds like to me, like, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but first of all, you had this vision and then you like learned a little bit. I mean, you had to, you, you, whether you, that part of the story would make this like a nine hour, but you had to like, how do I grill the chicken and how do we store it? And how do we steam the, the, the asparagus? So there was a learn thing. And the big part of you guys is do you guys have the do part down more than anybody. Cause you're just like, we're doing this. We're driving in the minivan. We're freaking getting the place. We're just giving this stranger two grand. We're going to walk in the landlord's office and go, Hey, oh, it's us. You know, then it sounds like you had to sit back and go, all right, what, what just happened? And then kind of repeat the process again. And it sounds like you you so underlined for me what I've been guilty of in my life because I'm kind of a I get caught into the creative brain process. Like I've written a few books and I had the vision. I I drew what the cover of the book was gonna look like, and I was really good at that. And then I was like, ah, I gotta write the book. Like I gotta sit here at the computer. And that's when I was up till three in the morning writing it. And, and I, so I understand it. So for me, and I don't know if our listeners are, are, or if you agree with this, Don, but it sounds like vision is huge. Then you got to learn what you're doing. I mean, you, you could, I don't know if you put do in front of learn, you'd say you did, but it sounds like you're not giving yourself enough credit with the learn curve. Cause it sounds like you had to learn something. Then you did it. Do is big. It's right in the middle. Cause you've got vision and learn. You got do in the middle and then review it. How are we doing? And then kind of repeat the process. Is there something that I'm missing or that you would add to that? No, other than I would change the do. I would put do in front of learn. You would? Um, and see, I knew you were going to say that. that. I knew you were going to say that. And I, I feel like if I was watching you from the sky, I feel like I, I, it's your journey. So you get to call what it is. So it sounds like vision, do, and then learn. Just like jump into it and then figure out what you're doing from there. I, I can see Yeah, we that. still... And I, I I say this lightly and I say it sarcastically and joke around, but I'm very serious. We still operate to that to like that to this day. You know what I mean? Like when I say that we didn't have a business degree and we didn't understand the financial side of business, I wasn't kidding. Um, I didn't learn how to read a P&L until like 2015. Didn't know, didn't really care. Didn't, we didn't think like that. We just, if we had enough money coming in to pay our bills and do the things that we wanted to do, buy our food, compete in our bodybuilding shows and buy our supplements. And sometimes, again, not literally, but sometimes we still have that mindset now, you know, and it drives some of our partners absolutely crazy, drives them nuts that we still think like that. Like without airing our laundry out, we have a big decision to make right now on something that we're wanting to do with the brand. And I've caught myself looking at, weighing out, like, like thinking of it in terms of numbers, instead of going back to the old school way of how we used to do things and say, you know what, I really don't care about the numbers. We're going to do this. We'll figure it out and we'll learn after we do it. You know what I mean? We'll figure it out. And if, it, if we lose money, lesson learned, we know better. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I don't it know. It sounds like you're guided by your vision too. I mean, you talked about you had said at one point, you know, basically think about your end goal and then work backwards from there. And that's that mentality in, in, in real life and practice. Like this is part of our vision and we're going to figure it out along the way. Yeah. I mean, we have a, we have a partner in the distribution side of the business. Who's, who's an awesome dude. He's a younger guy. Um, awesome entrepreneur. Um, he started many businesses, but he's very, very, very analytical. He's the polar opposite of me and Yvonne. And so every time we come up with these wild ideas or Yvonne will go to him and want to do something, his little brain will go in analytical mode and it, it drives her up the fricking wall. And I kind of do that on the franchise company. Now um, he runs that distribution company. I run the franchise company. 
Yvonne does menu development for both companies. And so I kind of have to do that in some ways now with the franchise company, just because we're so big and um, with all of the individual businesses, we have to, like, I can't, I can't play, you know, visualization games with other people's money like that. And I have to make it make sense, basically. You know what I mean? Right. Um, which goes back to saying we miss the old days where I could do that, where I could say, you know what, we're going to do this. Let's do it, figure it out and see if it works. We can't do that on the franchise side anymore. It, it bothers us. Cause it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you went from a jet ski to a battleship, like a jet Correct. ski, you can be like, wah, wah, you know, battleship. You're like, okay. Yeah. Around. It, it's, it's so amazing to me. And I love this. So I, we're, I'm changing the, the thought process or the model to vision, do learn, review, repeat. And, and I get it. I, that makes sense because of how you described it, that, you know, you saw it, you threw yourself into it, you showed up, you did it, you didn't know what you were doing. And then you were like, all right, what did we learn from this? I, I, as we start to like wrap up, I, I, I really, the one thing that man, ha having the blessing of having someone like you um, to talk to our, our listeners, if you had to give, and I know it's so hard, it's so hard to say one, but if you had to give somebody a little mentoring thought, a paragraph, a thought, however you want to do it. Somebody walks up to you. Hey man, you know, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm tired of working for this person or that person. You know, I, 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 I have a passion for X, Y, Z. Um, what, what's the one thing you would tell them? It, it, and I, it, you might've already said it, so it's worth repeating, but what would that be? Like, what's the essence? Like, this is the essence. And then, and then I want to, I want to just give our listeners a little bit of information about clean eats, how they can find you, where they can listen to you and all that kind of stuff. I would definitely want to do that. But what would you tell that person, whether they're 20, 30, 50, 60, I don't care. I would tell them the exact same thing that we said a minute ago. If they tell me they have a passion for X, Y, Z, the first question that I would ask them is, is X, Y, Z, can, can you not live without XYZ? And if you can, if the answer is, yeah, I can live without it, it ain't the right move. It's just not. I just think that that's well said. Um, that's it. I mean, it's good. And then the very next thing that I would tell them, if it is, if it's something that they can't live without, they want to do it no matter what, no matter what it takes to get there, I would tell them to do it, jump all in head first but don't ever bend on your integrity because what's going to happen is, is nine times out of 10, somebody that has a passion like that, they're going to make it happen. It will come to a reality because they want it so bad. And then what's going to happen is somebody's going to come along and try to take part of it. It's going to happen. Yep. Or they're going to come along and they're going to try to tell them what to do with it or how to change it or what they could do better. And those things are great. Like there's people out there that truly, you know, you can learn from and, and, and mentor and, and do those sorts of things. But th for every one of those, there's two snake, we call snakes in the grass guys that'll come along and try to take something from you. And if you let those guys in the door, it's not going to end well. <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah. What an important word, integrity. Well, it is. I mean, that's like, I feel like, no, yeah, go ahead, no, Rich. you go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, that, that, that to me is the premise of what we do, what our show is about. I mean, it's called above board, you know, and it's, it's having open and honest discussions and Don, uh, I mean, same for you. We haven't gotten really a chance to highlight your, your podcast, the clean truth, but you guys are having similar conversations as well on your show, right? Yeah, we do. I mean, the, the integrity piece is part of our core values with our brand. And the reason that it is so important to her and I is because we've done that. We've for, you know, in the, in the past 10, 11 years, there's been a couple times where we've come very close to making very bad decisions and almost losing the entire company because we went against something in our gut that didn't feel right. Mm. And, and we, we, we went against that and now we will never do that again, ever. <laughs> I, I think there's, I, mean, so, yeah. I think there's so many people I'm a, I'm a nurse by background and, you know, I shared that kind of the healthcare connection with, with Yvonne and, um, there's been so many times, like when I was a clinical nurse that I'd have, I was an ICU nurse where my patient was cool. And then something inside me just said, something's up. 
just I don't feel right about something. And I remember I, I, I one time saved a child's life. It was a, a child who was a, a transplant. Everything was stable, but something was bothering me. And as I started to dig a little bit deeper and I asked the doc for a lab and they were like, no, no, no. I go, no, there's just something bothering me. Long story short, the kid was having internal bleeding and they rushed him back to the OR. And I remember this doctor who was from Italy and he came up to me and, and with his like thick accent, he said, you saved this child's life. Like he was like, you, I had no idea. He's like, what made you? And I go, nothing. There, I couldn't, it was like a voice in my head, like an angel was saying, do this, do this, do this. And I think that, that trusting your gut thing is something that human beings used to do a long time ago. Like our, our ancient forefathers would go outside and they'd look at the sky and they'd be like, it's going to rain today. They didn't have the freaking weather channel. They just had this gut feeling. They, the sky looked, somebody like, you're crazy. The sky's fine. No, no, no. I feel it in my bones. And they'd make decisions based on that. And I think that that's, that's probably why for you and Yvonne, when you have this person who's probably very smart, your distributor person, but you guys function at this almost other level where I'm sure you use logic. You're, you sound like bright people, but I think at the same time, you, you've learned to trust this instinct thing inside you that says, nah, man, we got to do this or nah, this guy's not okay. Or no, this guy's, we can trust them. I think that's valuable. All right. So your podcast, clean truth. How do people find it? The usual? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just clean truth. We're on every, every platform, Spotify, awesome, Apple, Google play, YouTube. Awesome. And for those, your company is called clean eats. How do people, if they're interested in, Sorry. With a, with a Z. Z. Clean, Clean eats, eats with a Z. I like that. Yes, um, was that a misspelling too? Like, did you, did you mean this? Like that a crap to crab? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I can give you the, I can give you the one minute boiler on how we came up with Go that. For it. So Go for it. Go for it. Yvonne and I have, we were competing in a show. We were dieting and prepping for a show and we were doing cardio in our little 400 square foot apartment. When we, when we bought that second restaurant, we were able to rent a 400 square foot apartment from one of our customers. He was a landlord and gave us a really good deal on this apartment. I'm talking like $200 a month. And then he had just renovated this entire thing. This thing was so small. I couldn't walk into the bathroom straight on. I had to turn sideways to walk into the bathroom like this, but it was all brand new. It was really nice. And we loved it. I mean, it was perfect for us. 10 minutes from the restaurant. It was awesome. So we put our little stair stepper in there and, we had an elliptical on the other side of the room. So we're in there doing cardio and we knew that we needed to come up with a name for this new restaurant that we were going to move because we had already bought the deli by then. And so we're writing down lists of names, you know, and I think I came up with every cliche name you can come up with like fit kitchen or, you know, all of the cliche names for a health food brand. Muscle, you can think of. I muscle had them all. meals. Yeah. <laughs> And so did she, like we had a list. We still have the notebook to this day. It's in my safe. We came up with both of us 25 names until I came up with clean eats. I wrote it on the bottom and I'm like, that's got a really good ring to it, but I wrote it with an S. And so I, I wrote it down and I'm like, I think I got a name. So I got off of the treadmill and ran over to her where she was doing cardio. She goes, I do too. I just wrote it down. And I'm like, all right, same time. And we flipped the notebooks over. We wrote the exact same thing. No. It was spelled different. Wow. Seriously? Swear to God. Hand of God. That's exactly moment. how it came up. She spelled it with a Z. I spelled it with an S. And we decided to go with the Z because it was so different. Nobody could ever mimic yeah. that. That is. Yeah. Dude, you guys were two diamond miners di mining in the same Truly. mountain. Finding, I just Everything about this story is so meant to be. How do people find um, information if they're interested. Well, first of all, if they're interested in coming and grabbing some meals or, or doing the pro, you know, getting, getting the, the, the food to them or interested in a franchise, how do people find you? How do people do that? So there's two, so the brand has two websites for both different, two different companies, cleaneats.com. Um, we'll get you to the, the, um, franchise site where you can go to restaurants and dine in, carry out catering that whole nine yards. Um, order weekly meal plans from one of our local locations. And then if you're a, a business looking to wholesale or anything like that, you go to cleaneatskitchen.com. Okay, perfect. And, and clean eats for everybody. It's C-L-E-A-N-E-A-T-Z as Yvonne dreamed it. Um, so cleaneats.com or, and you said, or clean eats kitchen. Clean eats kitchen is the name of the distribution company. Com. Yeah. Distribution company. Don, man, I, I feel honored to 
have been able to be part of a podcast with you. Um, you've inspired me with your story. Um, and you know what? Sometimes we need to hear somebody. And I, I'm sure somebody out there listening might feel the same way. Sometimes you know something, but you need somebody to come along and kind of remind you or to like flick you in the head a little bit. And I feel like for me, you were somebody who just kind of verified for me a couple of things that I think I knew in my heart, things that I've done in the past that I've stopped doing that I want to start doing again. Um, I, I'm a, John knows me. I'm, I'm a true believer in that there's no such thing as coincidences in anything nothing, nothing at all. And, um, I don't think that having you on this podcast for me was a coincidence. I'm, I'm not going to speak for John, but I'm sure he feels the same way, but I know there's people that have just benefited, um, from listening to you. So thanks for sharing a powerful story. Um, thanks for sharing a little bit of your soul. Um, and thanks for inspiring people. I, I walk away from this a better person than I was when we first started. So thank you. No, thank you. That means a lot. Appreciate it. You're welcome. John, do you have any closing thoughts before I say farewell? Well, I mean, what's crazy about, so this actually, Don, this is our longest episode we've ever done. Um, and I still have so many questions. So maybe we'll have to have you and Yvonne back. Cause a lot of my questions are about being a spouse and a business partner together at the same time. So I think there's a lot of stuff that people would benefit oh, from man, here. That's probably a three partner. Um, right there. <laughs> I know, I know it's, it's so cool, but, uh, but no, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody follow the clean truth. Um, and shout out to Ben Fleming who connected us with Don. And Ben's on the show with you too now. Yeah, Ben's right? awesome, he's been on the show for a while. He's like a brother to me. I love yeah. that. Yeah, he's good people. I joked with him. I had to buy a uh, a freezer for my garage to store all my clean eats because I order I buy them in bulk. Yeah. And then have them have All right, them now over, you, so. you know I'm coming over. I live right next door to John. Don, so literally right next door. And John's at the office right now. He's not at home. But I will be there today. You know the garage could, man. I'm going to snap. Well, no, I want to snap one because I think I I need this because you know I yeah. look. I'm I'm the old guy of the group, so I got to stay healthier more than anybody. Hey, man, for everybody listening here on Above Board with Candor Path, first of all, we're so grateful for your for your listening and 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 your presence. Please make sure to like and share this. Please go check out the Clean Truth podcast and don't forget it's vision do learn review repeat you can be a superstar like don and uh, thank you guys for being here we wish you and your family all good things good health good fortune peace out thanks for being here